All right, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Information by the Pound. Today we are going to be discussing nature and its effect on mental health. So let's get our Henry David Thoreau on and go take a hike. All right, well, thank you for making it to episode three. Uh, I hope everyone had a lovely Mother's Day. I ended up calling my mother and she was very happy to hear from me. Uh, let her know that I've been cutting back on the sauce lately, cutting back on the drinking. Uh, she said that it's good that I'm not drinking the, uh, this is her quote, the devil's juice that shrinks your brain. Um, so remember that people, you know, don't ever drink or you'll end up like Harry the Hunter from Beetlejuice. He's the one with the shrunken head and the bulging eyes. So yeah, put that truly can down. It's just, it's just not worth it. It's just not. Today, I want to get into nature and its effect on mental health. So, getting to it. We just passed the halfway mark where 50% of people living are living in urban areas. And the projections by 2050 is that it's looking like 70% of people will be living in urban areas. Now, because of this, there's a decrease in nature exposure and increase of anxiety for people living in these urban areas. So Stanford and many other universities are running these experiments, uh, monitoring people's brains, especially the anterior cingulate cortex, where a lot of the rumination and brooding can occur. Uh, well, the studies basically have two uh, st students or many students uh, take two separate paths. You know, one will be a busy street, like a commerce street or a main street, uh, you know, take their way to school. The other way will be a more green path of nature uh, to school. And they found that looking at uh, the brain waves, they found that people are less anxious and there's less ruminating when exposed to the nature trail. So, you know, nature can have the path to heal. And jumping over to our friends in Japan, yeah, 60%, uh, 67% rather, uh, of Japan is forest and green space. And they're also the third highest country for suicide. So they needed to use their environment for a natural fix. So in 1982, the Japanese Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries created the term Shinrin-yoku, which translates to forest bathing or absorbing the forest atmosphere. The practice essentially encourages people to spend time in nature and use all your five senses. So not really going too deep in the forest, more just like sitting, and it could be a very meditative experience. In 2009, uh, Japanese scientists published a small study where two hours a day, uh, three times a day, they had participants uh, inhale these tree-derived compounds uh, known as phytoncides. And that reduced concentration of stress hormones in both men and women and enhanced the activity of white blood cells known as natural killer cells. Those are uh, cancer-fighting cells. And looks like 56% uh, of them, uh, participants, their levels remain that way for up to a month. And another study in 2015... This is kind of similar to the other one, but researchers compared the brain activity of healthy people after they walked 90 minutes in either a natural setting or an urban one. 
And they found the ones that did a nature walk had a lower activity in the prefrontal cortex, which is a brain region that is active during rumination. And uh, rumination is just defined as repetitive thoughts that focus on negative emotions. So in addition to the walk, they, they believe that the calming uh, nature sounds and even out, outdoor silence can help uh, the body lower its blood pressure and lower its levels of stress hormone. Uh, cortisol specifically. So interacting with nature the way it's supposed to be, you know, leaving technology behind. So that does not mean going out with your expensive ass-lifting yoga pants in full makeup to take a few photos and leave and hashtag it body by nature, hashtag fit girl, you know, leave your shit at home and be, be more authentic people. Come on, come up with some more original titles than that. The real benefit of this, though, is the cognitive restoration, you know, going out there, immersing yourself in it, steeping yourself, one would say, in nature. Uh, the benefits of this cognitive restoration is improved short-term memory, enhanced work memory, better problem-solving, better creativity, lower levels of stress, better exposure to vitamin D, and just general feelings of well-being. Now, another piece of this that I wanted to add was just uh, finding uh, awe and beauty in, in these natural landscapes. And uh, on a previous podcast, I mentioned uh, quite a few different places that I went to in 2020 that inspired the, um, inspired these emotions, invoked these emotions that you know, came out. And I will talk about a little bit of it here, but... Getting into awe, it's described by an overwhelming feeling of reverence, admiration, fear produced by that which is grand, sublime, or extremely powerful. You know, it's a it's a positive emotion that's it's triggered by awareness of something vastly larger than the self and not immediately understandable. We've all been struck with awe. It comes in many forms. You know, I've experienced it firsthand looking up at the stars with zero light pollution in a remote desert landscape on mushrooms with nothing but echoes of silence or hiking up Diamond Head at five in the morning to see a beautiful sunrise greet me and expand the entire horizon of the Pacific Ocean. Um, looking at uh, petroglyphs and, and dwellings carved into soft rock cliffs and, and standing masonry walls from a civilization dated as old as 10,000 years ago. It comes in all sorts of flavors. Uh, there are many benefits of, to moments of awe and beauty when exposed to the outdoors. You know, it can be you know it could be stillness when you're fishing or camping, or you know maybe you're a logger and there's just that moment of of just you being completely out there. It shows up when it, and when it does, you know you'll recognize it and. One of the most profound effects of awe is how it can change our perception of ourselves uh, relative to the larger world. So in particular, multiple studies have shown that awe can make us feel small, diminished or insignificant. And what researchers call this uh, the small self effect. So this can turn and lend a hand in helping with humility, compassion, gratitude, and a sense of connection with others. Any point in life when mentally we are turned inwards of rumination, we need a reminder to occasionally shift our energy and attention outward instead of inward. So it can lead to significant improvements in emotional well-being. 
Um, finding awe in natural ways, going out in nature, this can create some of the most beautiful feelings inside and for such a low cost. Free 99, baby. That's cheap. You know, the feeling of connecting with nature is inspiring to yourself and others. You'll find it positively contagious. You'll want to keep doing it. You'll want others to do it with you. Um, the only place in nature, this is my caveat to all this, the only place in nature maybe don't check out is the Forbidden Forest. Um, a place is just chocked full of spiders that are just banging each other and shitting out more baby spiders. And, and sometimes there's dragons and giants and centaurs. Just stay away from that place, but don't let that discourage you. There's plenty of other options out there. So just realize all this. We have this one moment in time to fall in love with existence and nature. You know, value your connection with everything out there. Get out there when you can and harmonize with it. Um, so what are you waiting for? Get out there and take a hike already, you freaks. Okay, bye-bye. Love you. Love nature. Bye.